How we doing, Bob? Another week of uh, Citizens for a Better Broom podcast. Yeah, hi, Andy. Uh, hello, listeners. Happy to have you aboard. Here we are uh, back again, trying to enlighten you and educate and inform things uh, about Broom County that we think can be improved. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Citizens for a Better Broom. We meet the first Monday of every month at 6 p.m., usually at Thursdays. Uh, if we do something different, we'll post it on Facebook, but everybody's welcome to attend. Uh, check us out, like I said, on Facebook, and you can check out everything I write that, at bobkingsley.com. And so with that said, Andy, you said you had something that's going to make my head explode. Well, earlier. I thought so. Um, I see where the Johnson City Fire Department's got a between a 900K and 1 million grant from FEMA for uh, new hires that uh, Schumer and Gildebrand um, engineered to uh, to go to the village of Johnson City to hire more uh, more Fire, firemen. Yeah. On top of this uh, Johnson City uh, tax giveaway to the new owners of the Oakdale Mall for two and a half million that has to be made up by the village of Johnson City, the town of Union, Broome County, the Johnson City School District. You have to ask yourself. So they, they, they get the one million dollars for uh, new hires. Then what happens after the money gives out? I mean, after a year or two, the question is, is there a shortage of firemen in, in the village of Johnson City? I, I don't know. Well, that's yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And this is the question, of course, that the village residents should be asking and we encourage them to do so. But uh, it seems they're so apathetic. They don't even care if they have a mayoral race. So it's probably long a long shot that they will give a damn whether or not they get stuck with uh, some extra firemen after the million runs out. I mean, this happened. Uh, years back under Harry Lewis's watch, they did exactly the same thing. It's a block grant comes out of the sky from the federal government. Like that's not tax money. Right. Right. And it funds uh, new hires. And then of course, after that, you know, the taxpayer locally is on the hook for these guys and girls until they, until they retire or quit. And then it's on and on with legacy costs for their pensions and their, uh, and their healthcare and everything else. So yeah, you asked the salient question and that is, is there a shortage of firemen in Johnson city? If the answer is yes, and it's from attrition, then why is it affecting the budget at all? Seems to me you could hire new hires if you're replacing exactly. retirees with people who make a lot less money. I mean, the guy going out as a captain and making 100000 can be replaced with the uh, new newly minted fireman coming in at whatever that number is, which makes me sick in Johnson City because it's very high. But God bless these people for, you know, risking their lives and things sure. for well, fighting fires gets. and being policemen and like that and first responders. But please give well, me a break. I mean, when's the last time we had a fire in Johnson City where uh, we needed mutual aid so badly because we were the firemen weren't adequate for whatever was happening under staff? Right. Well, it, you have to never, it doesn't happen. Well, they had to make the argument to get to get the grant. Somebody had to write it. Somebody had to put it in. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was some home cooking going on to uh, to get the grant. You but know what? Again, my understanding have... is it it came it came out of the heavens because the same thing happened in Binghamton. Binghamton announced the same deal here a couple of days ago. I, th I think this months. is something that just is, is uh, you know, it, they make it rain. <laughs> I don't Low, think you have to ask for it. It just low, comes flying out of bread heaven. from the heaven. Right. Exactly. That's right. Well, and this still, and, and it, and it dovetails into the Oakdale mall pilot program. I know I've, I've, I've talked about it the last two episodes. However, again, Johnson city residents must like the fact that their village is one of the top taxable villages in relation to assess, assess valuation in the country. 
I mean, they have the honor of being within the top 10, and I wouldn't be surprised at one time it was in the top three. I think so, Broome County is the top one overall, but, you know, just to really to put the finishing touch on that fireman thing, think about this too, Andy. The unions control the world, basically, but they certainly control for municipalities, uh, government. Sure. They certainly control Biden and they certainly control Johnson City. So what do you do? You've got some new union people who pay union dues, who then get to assert their power as union members with union leadership to make the rules and then to break the rules and then to have it all over again. So, you know, this is like you call it home cooking. That's exactly what it is. Well, and that brings up another question of about this, uh, the vaccination mandate. So a federal judge has temporarily blocked the vaccine mandate through religious grounds. And there's a couple of different articles. This just came across the, um, you know, about an hour ago. And here's hardworking people that are paying taxes that aren't public employed. And now the UHS is, is terminating these people because they chose, for whatever reason, they've chosen not to take the vaccination through religious grounds or through personal grounds, what have you. And again, they've been trying to sell this from Washington all along about if we can reach 80 percent of vaccination, this is going to cure the COVID. This is going to have a herd immunity, herd immunity. et cetera. Right. So they'll be curious to see uh, what happens. I mean, these people do have control over their bodies, especially women, which is the big, uh, you know, the abortion debate. Women know best what they want. Well, Andy, just today, just today's Wall Street Journal, there's a long form article in there about COVID. And it's very interesting. Apparently, according to the author of this article, which I don't have his name in front of me, but he's a doctor and a Stanford doc. Israel has kept great records on their inoculation rates and so on. So there's a lot of studies coming out of Israel because their data is so tight. Okay. According to the Israelis, the medical people in in Israel, their studies Mm -hmm. show that if you had COVID, you are 27 times more resistant to COVID than you are with a vaccine. 27 fold better Almost. likelihood of not getting COVID again. Safe so to say you can't this, get COVID if you've had well, the disease. That, well, no, that if you do, it'll be asymptomatic and, and will be um, as compared to an inoculation from okay. either Moderna or Johnson Johnson, whatever. So 27 times more effective if you've had the COVID yet, like you said, they're going to fire people here at Lourdes and UHS if they don't get it. And a lot of these people probably did have it. So where's the science there, number one? And number two, this author goes on to say that uh, the CDC could have done this because they've got a bigger data set, obviously. But what they did is they came up with a totally different outcome. And you know how they did it? They only counted the people in Kentucky. And they, and they did that specifically. That's the government he's, for you. He's asserting because it, it was this control set that actually gave them the outcome they wanted. Well, that's of using, it, isn't you know, it? Right. Right. Well, it, so, it, they're dividing us. That's that's the whole point of this whole right. all this and acrimony. We, we about our yeah, our members country. talked about this at our last meeting, you know, how it was. We, we knew it was divisive. And I just wonder how many people listening to us that maybe don't pay as close attention to news as some news junkies like we do is right. realize that this really doesn't have a lot to do with the virus or with a disease. It has to do with how they can manipulate you and manipulate data to scare you and then corral us into performing in a certain way or not performing in a certain way. So uh, I would caution people, you know. Well, I think the other point is, is that who's behind the curtain here? They're keeping us busy. I mean, it's just this is the the Clinton playbook is create a problem, 
and then you solve the problem and then you take credit for solving the problem. And this is, I, I'm thinking along the lines of that this COVID is what this is what is looking at. You know, they're working on uh, a divisive program to split the country in half to make the red, the red states, the blue states, which one's ahead. They're picking winners at the end of the day. Again, we, the taxpayer, we're the ones that get steamrolled over. And then, you know, you go back to, uh, I just did this this afternoon in anticipation of uh, the show, just was out and about and I took a little ride and I went from uh, one end of the main street to the other in Johnson City, basically from Arch Street going uh, east up to, uh, you know, Binghamton, just about to the Arch. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at storefronts, Mm -hmm. just storefronts. Okay. I count 20 empty storefronts. Now, some of these are little mom, you know, 1500 square feet. Others are the Red Robin Diner, uh, empty. Okay. What we used to be Woolworths Five and Dine, which has been empty for, God, 40 years, Mm -hmm. which is probably 8,000 square feet. Okay. (laughs) 20 storefronts in Johnson City. And here we are, you know, right down the street, we've got a pharmacy school. We've got uh, other projects going for Binghamton University that are sucking property off of the tax rolls. And what are we going to do here? You know, what's this is Johnson City, New York. This is where we live. We're hiring more firemen because of the vacant buildings. And we're hiring more (laughs) firemen, right? So folks, you know, those of you who live in Johnson City, God, ask some of these, you know, go to your board meetings, ask some questions. I mean, you're about to have a mayoral race in November that has one candidate. And the candidate is a guy who ran the, was the head of the firemen's union who brokered these huge deals with their pay to begin with. So you're, you know, I don't know how right. much more information you can have before you want to make a decision, folks. Well, I've said this before, and we'll say it again. You know, JC taxpayer hasn't reached its peak point yet. And one right. day and they shame will. On the, shame on political parties of both stripes to right. be so asleep at the wheel or so uncaring that they don't even bother to field a candidate, even if it's cannon fodder. At least put someone up there. Uh, now it's left to a write-in. Why even bother? This is just an excuse not to even bother to go to the polls. Perfect time to put a referendum vote in for something. Yeah. You know, this is where <laughs> mischief gets Johnson done. City. Right. And how yeah. this how is how where we... mischief gets done mm-hmm. when it, when apathy becomes so rampant that you can run stuff through because nobody gives a damn or cares or is looking at what you're doing. So, well, and that's what, we, know, that's what we're seeing, seeing now. Well, moving you know, I grew up to... there, Andy, you know, <laughs> well, I understand. It's a, it's a passionate issue for you. Moving on to state, uh, state government, uh, Tish James, the state uh, attorney general came out with a statement today that they're not going to be able to investigate Como because of the reason was uh, unclear to me, but some, something with some, some forum, some group, and that they're going to um, leave the condition as it is of the resignation. What they said, I'm thinking, well, Probably what really happened was Como and the rest of the powers to be, he admitted that he had to get out. He accepted, uh, he's accepting guilt, but not answering to the guilt. And what they're doing is they're just, they're just going to let him skate. It's, it's this is in the criminal court world. It's called a plea bargain. That's yeah. what this, this is. This is a plea bargain with a gag order. He admits no yeah. wrongdoing in public, but he, but he also in return for his resignation, gets this, uh, okay, well, it's all over now from her. So again, dirty politics. And again, who gets left in the dark holding the bag for the legal expenses, by the way, is the taxpayer, right? So we pay for it all. And Letitia James gets to sit in Albany after she, you know, is burnishing her credentials on bringing down a governor and gets 
to now say, well, you know what? We're not even going to finish our job now because you know what? We're just as bad as he is. We're, we're going to let him skate and we're going to shut the thing down. I mean, this is, this well, he is probably has dirt on all cover. of them anyway, too. He's, you know, he's, he's, well, that's right. They probably that, and they're just going to uh, let bygones be bygones here. Well, another, yeah, something you know, this, else. Would, this would be a great opportunity for the attorney general of the United States to take a look, but you know, it's, you know, it, yeah, that, here, like, <laughs> here it is. It's a wicked lib that's when still pissed fly. off that he wasn't picked, wasn't, wasn't <laughs> elected or a selected to be a, a Supreme court candidate, you know, right. Merritt Garland. So the chance to him doing anything or zip, but you know, in a, in a world that gov was governed properly, there'd be some eyebrows raised on something like this, but there won't be in New York because New York's so damn crooked. Well, then that's it. it, it and it's going right on with uh, Governor Hochul Saturday morning. She's sitting at her desk signing legislation to ensure that the 9-11 first responders get all the benefits that they deserve. And I say to myself, what? What they are not getting their benefits that they all deserve after 20 years. You talk about a photo op. That's She's there signaling. You know, Virtue Schumer spent 10 all. years that they make sure that each of them got 1.2 million payout and I, and they deserve it. I'm not saying, you know, the families and the going to school for free through the SUNY system. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm going to go along with that, but here she is just, you know, piling on for a good photo op. You know, she's picking well, she right up the where Como thing. was. She did the same thing with, uh, you know, telling everybody basically in, in uh, Texas that, uh, you know, she's just stopped short of offering a free airline ticket to every woman who wanted to come here to get an abortion. I mean, you know, she's yeah. outraged that uh, the women in Texas don't have enough abortion clinics. So she's making sure that the, you know, the red carpet is out. Yeah. The red carpet stained with blood, by the way. But anyway, uh, well, they kill know, live the, babies with abortion at, at Como and uh, well, Hillary it's planned, Clinton. It's planned parenthood. And he planned, you know, it's very planned. <laughs> Everything's planned. Sure. It is biggest abortion mill in the country planned parenthood. Yep. So kind of an oxymoron, kind of like black lives matter, but that's another story altogether for another day. Well, I think we've, uh, we've, we've shared some ideas today for our listeners. <laughs> Yeah, folks, thanks for listening. And please do join us the first Monday of the month. That'll be next uh, next month, October. Not sure what date is, but it will be the first Monday of the month and uh, six o'clock at Thursdays. We had a nice meeting here recently, had some new folks show up. We welcomed them. They had some good thoughts and ideas, and we hope to see them back again. Please join us and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Great. Thank you. Bye.